0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Joe Moss, and I'm moderating today On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. On the money is the program that is going to educate you, the small business owner, of different ways to run your business or different ways to protect your business. And Embassy National Bank, um, as you all know, is in the is uh, out there to help small business get uh, get moving and be successful. So um, today we're going to do a little shock and awe. Um, We're going to talk about uh, Internet security, et cetera, and some of the risks that you're taking. And we have a a gentleman by the name of uh, Albert Gracia, and uh, he owns Digital SN. He's the owner, and uh, I'm sure you started it up, right? Yeah. And um, uh, he's young, everybody, so he's not an old guy, so I think he really gets it. And um, um, we'll start off by saying, hey, Albert, how are you?
0: I am great. How are you doing?
1: Um, We're well today. We're well today. Everything is good. Banking, the world seems to be um, continuing to wake up just a little bit. So hopefully that continues. Um, Albert, tell us about your company.
0: Well, Digital Safety Net is a a Johns Creek-based company. What we do is we provide um, security services and consulting for companies and we help determine vulnerabilities and weaknesses within their computer networks to essentially, you know, limit their attacks from hackers.
1: And um, what is your background?
0: Well, I have a background with a certified ethical hacker uh, certification, uh, A plus, Net plus, and various other security certifications, and also have a background in forensics. Okay. As well,
1: Good. where did you go to school? Just by just out of curiosity.
0: I had to learn all of this yeah uh the school of uh, my room where <laughs> yeah i've been at this uh for probably about 15 years now i've been doing forensics for about uh i would say around five or six years but security in in the area of about 15 years
1: but you don't tell me you're one of those uh teenage hackers that got into the defense system are you
0: I wouldn't say defense system, but the rest is, uh, I'd like to go ahead and talk to my attorney before I move any further with this part of the conversation.
1: We'll leave that alone. Let's just put it this way. The man's uh, experienced um and you know quite frankly you got to think like that if you're going to be successful in what you do
0: absolutely you know it's always said that if you want to catch a hacker or stop a hacker you have to think like a hacker and that's where i come in and that's where i have a team of people as well we all have the same background i mean we carry the the badge of hacker proudly but at the same time you know we're we're ethical hackers we go into companies and we help protect them we help take care of their network and their data
1: um let's just start with um the small business owner are they vulnerable how vulnerable is a small business
0: very vulnerable I think it's uh, it's it's about the same as you know your your personal home computer as as well they're just as vulnerable because when it comes to computers a lot of people you know they they need to make sure their computers are updated and hackers and criminals and different people like that they're looking for ways to actually you know infiltrate a system Whether it's your home computer, they look for weaknesses in your wireless network. And if it's a business, they're very vulnerable because there's money to be made and there's money to be stolen from a a hacker or criminal's
1: perspective. Um, What type of business is more vulnerable than another?
0: I would say it's uh, kind of even across the board. It really comes down to security and having a security mindset. Uh, for some businesses I- I've been to some businesses where they really don't even have a security policy or an internet policy and that's what really makes them danger really makes it dangerous for those small businesses when they become even more vulnerable at that point.
1: Yeah, because any business is gonna have at any point in time in their on their computer somewhere. They're going to have customer information, going to have tax ID numbers, addresses, that whole thing, and probably email addresses.
0: Yeah, a lot of sensitive information day in and day out. They're taking new clients in, they're getting new business, maybe even financials or, or anything like that. I mean, I've been able to determine for some businesses how vulnerable they are by basically doing what's called a simple Google search or a Google hack, where I'm not hacking Google, but I'm using Google to find stuff that you know that that I really shouldn't be able to access, and I've been able to go into, you know, company servers and through their with their permission, been able to access their servers and then locate uh, social security cards, driver's licenses, things like that. They've copied on employees, mm. which shouldn't happen.
1: So if if I'm a, a small business and I've and um, I've got a um, an internal Wi-Fi setup, and uh, let's say I go through uh, Comcast. And I've got their typical router, and then I've got a little wireless environment set up inside. Uh, How easy is it to get through that Comcast router onto all the computers that are attached to that?
0: Well, depending on the router itself, it can be very easy or it can be very difficult. One of the key things that I would say is, if you have a situation like that or a setup like that, you want to change the default name and you want to change the default password for the router. A lot of people they tend to leave that on there when it makes it very, very easy for for criminals to access uh, that information. And once they're in, they can access all of the computers. they can get anything full,
1: that's attached to it.
0: Anything that is that's attached to that wireless network? Phones. Phones is a great example. Able to get in and maybe even uh, steal a whole contact list, mm-hmm. uh, the internal uh, network uh, mapping out basically who has phones, what their extensions are, things like that.
1: So, are you are you saying that you should change the you know in, inside the they tell you that the router domain name is one nine two one six eight. Is that what you're saying ought to be changed?
0: Well, I'm I'm also um, talking about like the the SSID, which is the unique identifier for the router itself so like if you have a business like abcprinting.com for Mm -hmm. example and this is just an example where you set up a wireless router and it just you know it just says netgear you want to make sure you change that because a lot of times criminals what they can do is they can determine what kind of router you have and you wouldn't believe this but there are actually websites set up to give you those username and the passwords that are default You know, to, to access that information.
1: So there's a whole industry and network set up to help people hack.
0: Unfortunately, there is. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a sad reality. I'm shaking my head, everybody. Yeah, it's a sad reality. Uh, but, you know, another thing I would do is, you know, change your password. So, for example, if you're a Netgear user or if you're a Linksys user for your wireless router, you want to make sure your username is not admin and your password is not password.
1: So. Basic stuff. Basic but once stuff. you've set that up and once mm-hmm. you've changed all that is it are they pretty are those routers fairly safe?
0: They are. They okay. they are fairly safe, but I always look at security as it's always as strong as the weakest person.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: um, with, you know, with some people what they do is they leave passwords and even usernames on Post-its and they put them on their desks or they put them on their computer monitors or whatever and and a lot of times people can gain access, you know, just by coming in purporting to be somebody else. Mhm. And they just do a little shoulder surfing, and next thing you know, they have some information. Well,
1: uh, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But um, um, so I guess what I'm hearing is that uh, there's a a group of folks out there, um, let's call it an industry, who is sitting there, and their job is to try to penetrate Mm -hmm. and to find a way into any business. They don't care. They just – how how does that work? Are they sitting there going – are they paying in a lot of different places? And- they,
0: are, they are. And, you know, at the same time, um, what's happened is, for example, a lot of companies, what they do in businesses, what they do is they build themselves a website. Well, they go out and they go to these, you know, they go to these hosting companies and then they, they pay for hosting. They build themselves a site. Things are great. 4 or 5 months later either their website is com- compromised mm-hmm. or their website is infected and they have no idea. One of the best ways to actually defend themselves from that is to not utilize what's called a shared server. Spend the extra couple of dollars and actually get yourself on a dedicated server through that hosting company because you don't know who else is hosted on that on that That's same server.
1: And once it's once you're tied into that server then They can hack the site and get into you.
0: Mm -hmm. They can actually hack all of that information. If you've saved anything on there that's pertinent to your company, all of that information is fair game. People have taken that.
1: Okay. Um, So let's talk about, uh, you know, we hear a lot about cloud technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Is is the the cloud, I think, doesn't, they use a lot of shared servers, I would think, right?
0: They do. And it's a little bit, it's set up a little differently. Um, in that. Now, with cloud computing and cloud servers, actually, I've been reading a lot about this recently, where one slip up as far as a username or a pa- or a password or anything like that, you can essentially give away the keys to your, you know, keys to the kingdom when mm-hmm. it comes to business. Uh, easily, attackers are sending out phishing emails and, and uh, they are retrieving usernames and, and passwords from people that are just giving that away to, quote unquote, you know, um, confirm their subscription or confirm their login or Mm -hmm. or anything and next thing you know you know if you're a financial company all of your data is gone uh if you're a, a specific tech company or any kind of company that has a lot of uh sensitive information out there it can easily be taken and either given traded or sold and you would not you know you you'd be shocked to to know how many companies actually utilize hackers to go after another company and steal secrets or information
1: I think I saw a person of interest show about all that one night, as a matter of fact.
0: You know, um, person of interest is great. And while it's definitely Hollywood up, in, yeah. a, in, in a sense, there's a lot of reality and truth to what they portray.
1: And what they can do.
0: Yes. And and what they can do and what hackers can do.
1: Because the, the there's such an incredible amount of computing power out there to crank through all of that. Mm-hmm. That it can just put everything at everybody's fingertips. Absolutely. Um, well, give us an idea of some uh, local recent horror stories that you've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, n- no names, obviously, but uh, you know, not sure. the not. We we hear about the Home Depots. We hear about the the anthems. We hear about Google. We hear about all that stuff. But give us an idea of some local stories that you've heard.
0: Well. Locally, uh, I've heard of some different instances where companies have been breached and they've lost a significant amount of money because of a virus that's gone into their system and it's looking specifically for financial information. Mm-hmm. It's looking for those sequential numbers and fours, and then it's looking for the two numbers and then two numbers again. Ask you know, looking for the the credit card uh, expiration date, and at the same time, it's looking for um, your three or four digit PIN. So it's it's looking for those group of numbers. And uh, it, it's siphoning that. It's stealing that. It's looking for bank account information as well, routing numbers, account numbers. And, uh, you know, I've heard of stories where companies are losing $10,000, even $50,000 at a time mm-hmm. because of, you
1: know, uh, of this. Well, because all of a sudden they've they – I'll tell you a story that I heard um, where uh, – and this happens a lot um, – because i've seen it a couple of times someone will get a copy of a check and um and a lot of people will use a standard quicken checks since they just print checks and what they'll do is they'll make a reasonable uh prototype of that check and then fill in all the information and then what they'll do is in this particular one they went to sam's club and sam's club scans all their checks uh, so if you're hand, you know, if you do the, I'm gonna pay with a check. What they're gonna do is they're gonna allow, they're just hand that check back to you, uh, and they'll scan the check. Well, that went in as an electronic item, and um, before uh, we knew anything as, as their bank, there were several uh, stolen uh, checks through there, and then you get on the other side of of liability, and from a small business owner and I want to repeat this, a small business owner is not protected like the consumer is. Um, They have two days to determine whether an item ought to be dishonored, and if it's not, it's their item. The bank is not liable for any fraud that occurs through somebody else. And um um, I'm sure you've seen things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the more recent things that it's, it's kind of making a resurgence is um, where people are actually getting checks and companies and, and individuals are actually getting checks offered to be a secret shopper,
1: mm-hmm. for
0: example. And they're told to take the check and to go ahead and cash it and then send a certain amount of money back mm-hmm. uh, via Western Union or MoneyGram or whatever it may be and keep the rest for themselves to say thank you for doing the job for them. And, you know, um, uh, a lot of people look at it and say, well, this is a great way to make some extra money. I don't have to do too much. But they're mules. Exactly. They become mules in the
1: situation. And if they're busted, they don't want to hear about them. Well, it's not my fault. It is your fault. Yeah. So, um, now tell me about, uh, we also heard about, uh, you know, Home Depot. Um, Mm -hmm. They got hacked through their... um, a point of sale terminals. And I guess yes. the feed from the point of sale out to the bank is where they were vulnerable and they grabbed all that information. So if I'm a, a pizza owner, if I'm a subway owner, um, do I have to worry about that?
0: Absolutely. The point of sale systems, uh, the, the point of sale systems are of great importance because they're carrying everything The you know, the the cards, the, all your transactions, your financials, things like that. While most companies right now are um, that own these p o uh point of sale systems they are sending out updates they're you know they're sending replacement um terminals and and things like that to make sure that they stem the um, the you know the the breaches and mm-hmm. the um, Financial losses for these companies. I mean, Jimmy John's was an example. Chick Fil A was another example. I mean, several different, you know, re, not just retail, but also uh, food chains were, you know, were affected by this. And they're they're definitely uh, they're definitely vulnerable. But at the same time, you know, some of that really does stem from third party vendors, and and unfortunately, that's out of those small business owners' control. But those third party vendors, I mean, they have a you know lack security as well. I mean, that's what they're saying. Happened with Target. There mm-hmm. was a third-party vendor that essentially was compromised, and it escalated um, permissions for the for the hackers. Yeah, that makes access. that
1: makes sense. Like someone like uh, Chick Fil A. Um, well, let, let's let's talk about someone that uses First Data, for example. Mm-hmm. That's a typical merchant provider. Um, do they provide adequate protection for the merchant between the merchant point of sale and First Data? Or can someone get in in between that and, um, well, it, uh, and and compromise that?
0: That's actually a great question, and it all depends on this one word: encryption. Home Depot was in the process, and this is ironic; they were in the process of actually encrypting all of their data, the credit card purchases, everything, and encrypting it. So, if they were breached, it would be pointless. I mean, the, the information would be useless. But with them going, you know, being in the process of transferring everything and switching everything to this encrypted format. They were breached. And it, and the same thing for Target. They had no encryption set up for their data. It was all clear
1: text. That sounds very obvious to me, that, that they would know to encrypt it when it left the point-of-sale terminal.
0: Yeah, it, you know, a lot of people have said that same thing. You know, why didn't they do that? You know, why why isn't this just a given for these large companies? Well, one reason is that it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is just a lot of people you know they they talk about it but they don't think it's going to happen to them you know they're too big to fail
1: so yeah that's another whole nother show um the encryption let's say between a small business and first data who's responsible for that encryption will first data provide that
0: Well, it should be the point of sale terminals that set up that uh, the the token process Uh and the encryption process as well, partnering with like first data.
1: So if I'm a if I'm a subway owner or a hotel owner or something like that, then I should make sure my point of sale terminal spend the money Mm -hmm. to make sure it's encrypted at that point before it leaves you.
0: Absolutely, because the last thing you want on your hands for your company is a data breach. It's a complete nightmare. You know, you've got l- these larger companies. Let's say, for example, Anthem, Target, Home Depot, massive companies. They have a PR nightmare that, you know, lasts for maybe about a month, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks to a month. Not for the smaller businesses. It could cripple them, essentially, and, and you know, shut them down.
1: So if my de- if I find out that my data uh, was, was uh, my debit card was um, breached, Mm-hmm. because i used it at a subway would i know that it was breached at that particular subway
0: unfortunately no because what will happen is if it's if it's revealed that there's been a breach then um it goes to forensic investigators, depending on the situation and depending on who looks into this whole process. It'll go to forensic investigators, and then they'll start to point back and find Mm -hmm. out that, you know what, we do have a commonality with all of these different reports. This is where it comes from. And unfortunately, by that time, it's too late in in a lot of situations.
1: Well, and that's a good point because the bank um, has the ability you know the the consumer's protected up to sixty days, but the bank has the right to charge that transaction back to the merchant in mm-hmm. the event of fraud. Oh wow! If they have the ability to determine that it wasn't us, mm-hmm. that it was uh, grabbed when it left that point of sale terminal, they have the right to charge those items back through to the merchant, and that's where the big loss and exposure can can occur. Yeah. You won't get a lot of egg on your face from the customer, but you'll be sitting there looking at a, you know, $50,000 debit to your account and want to know what that was.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you've also, and that's the worst thing about it for small businesses because, you know, let's say, for example, they are breached and they're affected financially in in big ways. Mm -hmm. Well, they also face the stigma of, well, I can't go back there because they don't protect my information. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's just, it's, it's unfortunate.
1: Right. Um. Is there insurance for this? Can a small business insure them? Is there a policy they can purchase that's not prohibitively expensive?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I actually um, represent some different companies that offer identity theft protection. And I partner actually, I partner with these with these companies that do identity theft protection. I mean, they're forensic uh, investigators mm-hmm. that provide this. So if something were to happen, all you have to do is provide a police report, and then they take care of the rest. Mm. You know, they say, for example, uh, a, a a typical person it takes up to 600 hours. That is 15 40 hour work weeks. 600 hours just to uh, bring back your identity to a pre theft status. Mm even for your business, because all you're going to do is you're, you're going to be talking to attorneys. You're going to be talking to this. You're going to be refocused. You're not focused on your business. You're going to be so worried about how to get all of this resolved. You know, your, your small business is going to suffer.
1: Um, you're listening to on the money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. Uh, my name is Joe Moss. I'm the moderator. And uh, we've got Albert Gracia, and he is with um, Digital Safety Net, which is a local uh john's creek company and uh quite frankly they're in the business of showing where you're vulnerable so um on your uh, data security and uh this young man has a a lot of uh, intelligence and uh uh, he won't talk to us about his hacking skill but i think it's there and uh, he can use it to your advantage so I'll give you some contact information later on, but uh, Albert can show you where you would be vulnerable. And I, I suspect it's going to be worth the money to call Albert up and just ask him.
0: Well, you know, something that just came to mind for small businesses uh, and some organizations I, I think people don't realize is the term social engineering, where anybody can just walk in, pretend hey, they're somebody I, I, else. I'll
1: talk to you. Yeah, keep going because I'll give you some bank examples too.
0: And, uh, you know, they can. Um, essentially pretend to be somebody else now i won't say where and i won't say when but there's been times where i've actually been able to go to a thrift store and purchase a cisco shirt mm-hmm. and in wearing a cisco shirt i walked in with a backpack no of course i had the permission of the company i was able to walk in with a cisco shirt a badge that i'd made and a backpack on my back and i walked in saying that i'm here to check out the hardware to make sure you had the most up-to-date software and most up-to-date hardware uh, for your network here and people you know they Quickly, they are like, oh, yeah, you know where it is, right? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I I know exactly where it's at. And they just say, well, I'm so glad you're here to protect us. And at the same time, I'm testing their vulnerabilities. And I'm basically finding out where they're vulnerable. And that right there is the key thing, because if I don't belong there, I shouldn't be past that first desk.
1: No, you should not and this sounds kind of crazy and in the banking world i think everybody should take a little comfort in the fact that uh, the regulators for the small business for the small bank they are all over us about this we have to test our employees we have to test our overall knowledge of this we have to make sure that we test all of our vendors we have to test 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 uh, we've got to lock up our server room. We've got to keep all this stuff separate. So from a banking standpoint, it, you, everybody should know that uh, certainly within the community bank world, it's taken very, very seriously. But we can only protect it if it's sitting with us. We can't protect it before it gets to us. So let's talk about uh, the social engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, Social engineering comes from a lot of different ways. You, yeah. you talked about just going in with a hat and sunglasses and a Cisco T-shirt. Yeah. Um, an email email Uh, you know a good hacker can come up with an email that looks just like a pick one a comcast email there we go yeah i want to verify your email address will you please click on here and go through and verify your email address and your phone number
0: Yeah, I've actually, uh, recently I spoke with a small business that dealt with that. They got an email and it said it was from PayPal. Mm -hmm. So they said that PayPal wanted to verify their username and their password. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to make sure they had the right person, so they actually asked them for their social security number as well. Now, of course, they didn't give that over because they they caught it. They said that, well, wait a minute, PayPal would not ask me for my social security number. And I said, exactly. They wouldn't ask you for that. Now, like you said, hackers and, and these scammers, they are Getting creative, and they're finding ways to actually approach people, and everything looks legit.
1: And and uh, do you do you advocate actually testing your employees?
0: Yes, uh, I um, I internally I would actually do that. You know, um, send out emails to quote-unquote confirm username and passwords Mm -hmm. and see who responds back Uh, you know a couple of years ago a friend of mine was doing this for the company that he worked at the CEO actually requested that he do this because he wanted to make sure security was solid well two weeks later email went out over 60 percent of the people responded back with their information to quote unquote confirm their username and password the CEO was one of them
1: well I I understand that we uh every once in a while we have one person That'll uh, will take the bait, um, and and uh, you know, and that's probably the fake email. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, is probably the number one way to get into a uh, get behind the server.
0: Well, there's actually another way, and I would think it's very, very close to number one. But let's say for example, I call your bank. They're mm-hmm. like, Hi, my name is Albert. I'm actually part of the IT team. What I needed to do is uh, what I need to do is just confirm your username and your password. We're moving our database from one server to the other server. Wanna make sure everything is lined up and it's square. I'm not gonna take up much of your time. I just need to ask you this one question. So if you can give me that, that'll be great. I really do appreciate it. That right there, talking to somebody, being either straightforward with them and telling them, look, I, I know you're very, very busy and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, bother you, but I just need to get this information and I'll just move. We're going right we're to
1: have to make this move like within the next couple of hours. Exactly. We don't want to affect your business and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time and, you know, mm-hmm. let's go ahead. You know, I need to get this done. This is one item that I missed.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you know, they say, oh yeah, my name is, or my username is so-and-so. And then here's my password and they give it over. So next thing I do is I log in, like from a secure uh, from a secure setup, I'll log in and I'll have access to that you know that person's profile and not just their profile but also what they see on their computer whenever they log in and, mm-hmm. and you know are doing their day to day work.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's real important to actually train people. On how they're going to get spoofed or fished mm-hmm. or however you want to call it. And yep. um, because I can't emphasize enough, the social part of it is probably the most effective way in.
0: Confirm, confirm, confirm. That's all you need to do. Don't accept. Just confirm before you do. Always. All right. Thanks. Have a seat right there. Let me make sure our IT team knows about you coming today mm-hmm. or hey, uh, all right, before I give you this information, I'm going to call and just make sure that we're doing this and uh, make sure that everything is okay. And if they still try to pressure you, you know, they're, they're do, they'll do that. They'll still try to pressure you to give over that information. Don't fall for the bait. Yeah. Just take a second and confirm it.
1: We hired a company to come in, and, and uh, they sent out some, created some pretty incredible emails. But at the same time, they just walked from desk to desk and to see what was available in the uh in the in the immediate site of the desk. And p- you're right. People will leave their password um out. People will leave a uh, tax return out. Um and you've got to be real careful about that kind of stuff.
0: Walking around, I could just take photos. Mm-hmm. You know. I've got, you know, um uh, going into some businesses, you know, you've got uh sensitive documents out like tax files. Just mm-hmm. like you said, walk around, snap a photo, snap there a photo.
1: Um you have a couple things that you wanted to ask me about. I think we probably have uh, – I, I here's a question I have. Mm-hmm. How do you know you've been hacked? Well, there's a You couple. don't know, do you? It, it took Home Depot six weeks to know they were hacked.
0: Yeah. It's uh, – you really don't in most in situations. You really don't know that you've been compromised. Depending on the business and depending on the, the setup, like if you've got a large network and you notice a huge amount of traffic that has just slowed way down and it's, you know, uh, not typical, uh, then, you know, there, there might be something there running on somebody's computer. I mean, I ran into a business a week ago, as a matter of fact, that was being used as a Bitcoin mining server, mm-hmm. that it was essentially what's called a zombie mm-hmm. because of uh, a virus that was on their machine. It was mm-hmm. under the control of somebody else.
1: So under the control of somebody else, and they were using it to actually mine Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh crazy. I mean, your computer runs super, super slow, and, and you don't understand what's going on, and it's, it's either running hot, and you notice either files are missing, or huge portions of your hard drive have just, quote-unquote, disappeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a guy call me about a month ago. Yeah, he actually said, hey, I don't understand this, but I'm supposed to have like 500 gigs of space in my hard drive, and now... I've only got like 300, and I haven't had this computer for too long. And I looked, and, and I found out that, you know, there was a huge block of data that was just missing. Well, what had happened was um, his computer was actually hacked, and it was being partitioned off. Hmm. So it was it become hidden. So people were storing files, like on his computer, through an Internet connection he knew nothing about.
1: Was this a home computer, or... A business computer? This was actually a small business
0: yeah. where people were utilizing his computer. And they got in
1: through the router. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: They got in through the internet connection, yeah, the other router, and they were using his computer to store files so they can essentially trade files back and forth over uh, peer-to-peer software.
1: Um, That's kind of a scary thing, isn't it? Very. Uh, now, you mentioned... Um, you had a question here. I'm just... Hey, I feel pretty good. I got a real good antivirus software on my computer. Thought on that.
0: And let me ask you one question. Is it free?
1: Uh, I would all... Uh, we pay for our antivirus stuff, and we've got different levels of it, so just, it's yeah. difficult to ask me, well, but...
0: Well, you know, I've run into a lot of small businesses, and they're like, you know, we just bought like four computers for our, you know, our sales per, uh, salespeople or our different terminals. And uh, we've got the antivirus that came with the machine.
1: The Norton that came with
0: Norton it. Norton or AVG or McAfee or whatever it is. Right. And, and I said, well, how long have you had it? And they said, well, we, you know, we're going on a little over a year now. And I'm like, well, you've got no protection.
1: Right. You know. And, well, they don't update it at all, or?
0: Well, it's not just that, but typically, uh, company, you know, computers they'll come with about six months of free protection. Right. And then after that you have no protection
1: and it doesn't tell you it may tell you Mm -hmm. a couple times but you probably ignore it yeah well i saw an ad who's the um uh gentleman that has the anti the the new software on the tv the ceo that uh he looks like a geek and he you know he he, um i can't remember the name of it uh, zero virus or something and his ad last night said uh, most virus software is created by in in the area of the world where all the hacking occurs
0: um yeah actually a lot of it comes from eastern europe yeah and russia that's where a lot of the hacking and specifically financial targeted financially targeted hacking comes from now uh, i would say you know a decent percentage of that is you know is also people that are just at home building these things and even kids as young as nine are building viruses and uh, putting them out there
1: now if i'm a good if i'm a professional hacker i guess mm-hmm. what i would want to do is be someone that's stealth i mean mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to go in and make myself obvious i mm-hmm. just want to go in there and just stay mm-hmm. find out what i need and then get the heck out
0: well you know one thing that people do is uh that hackers would do is they'll create these viruses that open up what's called back doors so they can have entrance and exits anytime they want and you would never know
1: you would never know would mm-hmm.
0: you yeah and you know and unfortunately. People don't know because they don't have antivirus on their computer or Mm -hmm. they don't have something that will detect that. Mm -hmm. And they don't keep updated with that. Now, a small business, I would highly recommend getting a solid antivirus program for their computers, all of their computers, but also monitoring those daily, making sure they stay updated and making sure that a scheduled scan happens every week or even every couple of days. Or
1: even every night. Every night. Um, And also make sure that you've controlled that... uh the entry point in which mm-hmm. can be the router
0: absolutely you want a, a strong firewall you want something that will not allow incoming connections you don't want something that'll come in that's malicious and that could you know uh, enter the computer and then harm the network and then harm your business
1: now i on my u-verse at home it tells me that i've got a firewall do i really have a firewall Yes and no. There's there's a lot better. I should. I mean, a good one would know. Hey, this is a ha a firewall. I can get mm-hmm. through this.
0: Yeah, and you know, like I said about the routers before. There's right. actually websites dedicated to showing people how to get around and circumvent those kind of things.
1: Um, you know, and typically someone who's got say a landscape company or, mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to be thinking about stuff like this, are they?
0: no and unfortunately they don't they just want a computer that they can do work and i'm gonna uh, hook
1: up the internet and i want to mm-hmm. go and i want to come in load in all my billings and send it all out and da And you know a lot of you know with the banks now they they've got these portals in where they got this software that you can create ach transactions uh-huh. for your uh, for your accounts receivable so at that point man you you're actually exposing yourself out to the actual ach transaction
0: yeah, you you are, and you Cause know because that's
1: got all kinds of data in that ACH string.
0: Absolutely, and I've seen some instances, not local, but I've seen some instances where uh, companies they've their computers were infected because they didn't have proper antivirus guards up, they didn't have proper firewalls up, but money was being siphoned out little by little, and they didn't even realize it. But after some time, they re, you know they they were able to determine that yeah, little by little, I mean it all adds up, but um, it's being taken out.
1: Um you're listening to on the money. This is a great conversation and um we have Albert uh Gracia here of Digital Safety Net and uh kind of giving us a lot to, to uh to talk about. I I guess I want to try to summarize this thing, um, Albert. I guess the way I would do it initially based on what I've seen in the banking world, is that uh assume someone is out there to steal from you just assume that someone is trying to steal from you and they're going to be doing it a couple of different ways they're going to be doing it by trying to copy your checks they're going to be doing it by trying to get through your router um they're going to be doing it through social engineering which is basically stealing passwords and emails and things like that mm-hmm. but and uh, they're going to be doing it through your merchant machine yeah um so assume someone is out there trying to steal from you because I think what you what uh I guess I knew but you've opened my eyes to is there's a whole industry that's dedicated to this kind of theft.
0: Absolutely and and you know a lot of small businesses they utilize um like, for example, these these different online services now, like uh, uh, Square is one of them, PayPal is another, and, mm-hmm. and you've got these different devices that you can connect to your cell phone mm-hmm. and actually swipe a card. So, like, if you're a remote and you're, you're on location somewhere and you take, you know, you take a, a payment via credit card, you can use those devices and connect it to, you know, your, your phone. Well, a couple of years ago, I actually did a study on Square, the little handheld device. You know, uh, you plug it in. Well, I was able to take that thing apart and... Uh, Kind of see what what happens, and their first generation of Square devices were actually unencrypted. So anytime data were to pass through, it would everything be, was there. Everything was in clear text. Everything was just open for people to see if somebody had access to your device or had access to your account.
1: Now, if you take, uh, it can be an expensive matter. So take this seriously. But if you do take credit cards, make sure your actual machine. Mm-hmm. Is sending encrypted data.
0: Absolutely.
1: Don't rely on the fact that well, I use uh, First Data or I use a reputable merchant provider. You've got to take the responsibility to make sure that merchant data before it leaves your machine is encrypted.
0: Absolutely. You, yeah, you want to make sure because you know in, in doing that you you have that assurance and you have that just that that feeling of okay, I know I can take payments and I know I'll be taken care of because this data is encrypted and it's safe
1: right now if you're swiping cards on the phone make sure it's encrypted when it leaves your phone and if it yes. costs extra money so be it if you don't want to spend that money then don't do it yeah don't swipe it on your phone yeah, you know you've absolutely. got to spend the money to protect yourself um now the other thing i that uh, is this whole issue that i just have to talk about is this the the copy uh a counterfeiting of checks yeah as a, small, as, a, as a consumer, I've got 60 days to dishonor any item. As a small business, I don't. I have two days, which means that for any small business out there, they have to look at every item that comes through their bank every single day. Because if you get three or four, we had a, a, a small business owner that didn't check his stuff mm. for about six weeks. Oh, man. Had $30,000 was stolen from him, Ouch. and he didn't know it because it didn't wow. overdraw his account. And he thought, man, but balances are lower, but he didn't get in to look at the actual items, and we don't have responsibility for that. The bank does not. You're not protected under Reg E, so check those items coming through yeah. every single day. If you're not using online banking, get it and look at your items. Absolutely. And there's software out there for small businesses called Positive Pay where you can actually tell the bank what items to expect, and if it's not on that, it'll kick out for you. But spend the money because, Albert, I I guess we could probably talk about how you know all this, but I don't know that we need to. But the fact of the matter is, assume assume that someone wants to steal from you. And it's happening every minute of every day.
0: Absolutely. And you know, people don't realize this, but there are thousands and thousands of attempts on hacking computers, like from everywhere in the world, targeting, and you think, well, I'm not a target. Think again. I mean, every six seconds, a computer is compromised.
1: All right, and then if you're at home behind a router, whether it be a Comcast router, U-verse, AT, and whatever, change the router name. And change your password, encrypt it. In fact, I've found residential routers Mm -hmm. that that are not even encrypted anymore. They they don't have a password on them.
0: Well, some some have open networks. Yeah. And at the same time, some of them have these passwords that are set up that, I'll go ahead and say this, that I can easily drive down a a street in a neighborhood, find an open Wi-Fi connection, and basically jump on and find all of the computers, gain access to those computers, and then find out what's on those computers. Or... I can determine by turning on a certain program what kind of security is on that router. And mm. if it looks like it's crackable, then I can spend, mm, I want to say, maybe eight to ten seconds before I break that password and I'm able to
1: access That's your network. That's kind of scary. In fact, there was a case in Canada where a group of a family of four sitting at the dinner table, knock at the door, cops run in, they bust them for child pornography. Yeah. And they said, "Why? Why? Whoa! What? What?" And they found out that their pat their their uh, network at home was not encrypted, and there was a guy that would sit out front of, on their street, yeah, and would was downloading child porn using their their systems.
0: Yeah, and it's a sad, sad reality. It happens all the time. Now you know there are people that stay at home and they have businesses at home where they you know, for example, accountants or mm-hmm. others that. You know, they do everything at home. They have a home office and and all of that. And I would say, you know, do two things. Uh, Do one or two things. You know, you have a wireless connection, a wireless router. Set up an additional wireless router that's at your home that isn't broadcasting the name. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're not broadcasting the name, nobody knows that you're there. There you go. That's a, a really good way to keep yourself protected if you're at home. Right. Now, another thing that you can do is make sure that wireless connection that you have at home is separate for like guests you know if, if you're like you know I, i'd like to have my my the wireless name out there so people know what to connect to well have a, a secondary one that just says you know uh you, you have your last name and then say dash guest so people can know that they can connect to that one but they don't have access to your financials your yeah, computer you
1: could set a router inside of the router to do that couldn't you mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah um well listen we're out of time and um Um, Albert, we'll do this again because I'd like to a couple of months from now maybe talk about some more experiences that you or your company has run into because I think it's very important. But I can't say this enough. Um, Small business, um, uh, anybody, anybody that's got, got themselves hooked up to the Internet, someone's trying to steal from you right now. Someone is pinging you trying to figure out whether they can get what you got. And just, I hate to say this, but you got to think like a crook.
0: Yeah, that's that's the the tough thing. I mean, if you want to stop a crook, you got to think like a crook and, and cut them off at the at that pass.
1: Yep, yep. Well, Albert, uh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you.
0: Well, you can visit my website. It's uh, Digital Safety Net, or uh, company's called Digital Safety Net. But you can go to www.digitalsn.com, or you can contact me at my phone number eight851. 2574, and uh, you'll be able to reach me there.
1: Any uh, last words of wisdom for everybody out there?
0: I would just say, you know, one of the biggest things it's being talked about a lot now is make sure your computer systems are updated because people fail to do that. And once they fail to do that, they leave themselves vulnerable for attacks. So um, updates happen for a reason, they're there to secure your computer. So if you don't update, you're just welcoming attacks and hacks and things like that to happen to your computer.
1: Well, um, again, it's been a great conversation, Albert. Thanks for being here. And I promised you we'd do a shock and awe today. And I think uh, Mike's been over there the whole time shaking his head going, oh, my gosh. Um, so take it all seriously. Um, I know it's tough to live like this and think like this, but uh, you've got to do it in today's world. Uh, with all the technology, it's really opened up a whole other theft industry, which is very, very unfortunate. But it is what it is. So. Anyway, um, we'll talk to you next time. This is Joe Moss. Uh, You've been listening to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. And uh, as I say every time, and especially today, just be real careful out there, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.